Hey guys, welcome to All Things Taboo with Karen Taylor. Um, on this episode today, I'm going to be talking about all things getting into therapy and sharing my own experience on my therapy journey throughout the last six years. Um, yeah, I just thought I would share uh, some of the things that I've learned and also look at um, you know, what are some of the changes in your life um, that may require you to need therapy or go to therapy. Um, yeah, I've been looking into a lot of different things recently and listening to a lot of podcasts. And one of the things that's really stuck out to me the most is, um, you know, the benefits that we can have doing therapy when we're actually in a good place and how much more our brain is open to learn the tools when we're in a good place so that when we're not in the best place, we can actually apply those tools. So I'm going to go through some of those tools um, that I've learned as well. And yeah, hopefully you guys find this helpful and thanks for being here with me today. enough um, I'm in a bit of a shitty headspace today <laughs> um, and I was like I cannot be fucked recording anything um, yeah it's been a really challenging Easter for me um, I've had to use a lot of tools that I have learned in therapy over this weekend just to bring myself back to a regulated state because um, yeah it's my first Easter um, actually my first Easter clean and alone um my first Easter clean um I was with my partner and um this is my first Easter alone so um not that I was alone I had my family and it was really lovely um but I just had a lot of thoughts I had a lot of things going through my mind I just missed um yeah I missed the relationship and and being um yeah with what I had come to consider like my other family. So, um, you know, that, that was really challenging and, um, I've just had to, yeah, just really sit with it, um, sit with it and go through the feelings and the emotions and, and just allow myself to still, you know, do life, but also rest as well, because I feel like I'm still grieving. Um, you know, I've definitely come a long way in the time since we broke up, but, I am grieving um, still and it comes in waves and I just have to, like I say, sit with it and hand it over. Um, and that's, yeah, it's just been challenging. So for anybody else who's, you know, been, um, yeah, just experienced Easter alone, um, I hope that you are doing okay. And sometimes these holiday seasons are really difficult um, for a lot of people. Like I'm really blessed to have my sister and my nephew and her partner and, and you know, just like even have my friends around me and, and I'm really blessed and, and grateful for that. But um, it's, it's hard. These holidays are sometimes really hard and I've just come to accept that <laughs> it was just hard. <laughs> um, so I'm here today anyway to talk about therapy and, and some of the things that um, 
I guess got me into therapy. So um, in 2018 um, was probably the first time that I started going into therapy more seriously. Um, it was when, um, you know, my ex-husband and I were separating and um, yeah, I, well, yeah, I was, I was confused and I was feeling really ashamed of my feelings and like ashamed that I didn't want to be in that relationship anymore. And, you know, I'd made a commitment to be married and to give my life to somebody the rest of my life. And so I was pretty, um, you know, disappointed in myself. And I um, started going to therapy then to, you know, just get some support and just help with some of the thoughts and feelings that were going on for me. Um, and it started a journey for me that has really seen um, a lot of growth over the years. Um, I've definitely gone backwards uh, and forwards at times with, with therapy and at times I've felt real benefit from it. And at other times I've just felt um, really disappointed. So, um, you know, disappointed in myself um, and also sometimes a little bit disappointed in the therapist. <laughs> um, and obviously all ther therapists are different, have different levels of, um, you know, different levels of adaptation to what's going on for a person. But I've found that trauma-informed therapy is the best therapy for me um, because I do have a lot of, trauma uh and that's yeah it's it's just been the best therapy for me and that's been a, a process of finding the right therapist um so yeah that's where my journey started and um i guess like a few things that i could point out um you know places where you might need to look at um going into therapy is you know these are some of the probably the top 10 things like even when I've looked at research these are the top 10 things that come out um, and uh, the first one is not being able to regulate your emotions so I have had struggles with regulating my emotions um, for a lot of my life like I can create a safe space for myself where I don't have these highs and lows um, all that often but um, you know I do struggle to regulate my emotions and I do struggle to stop my brain from overthinking um, in stressful situations, um, especially if I'm feeling misunderstood, um, I really struggle with regulating my emotions and I struggle with uh, abandonment issues and, and lots of other things that, um, you know, it, it, it stresses me out to be in a state where I feel like I'm going to be abandoned. So I, I have had a huge struggle and a huge awakening to the fact that I do struggle with my emotional regulation. Um, and I do tend to go to other people to help me to regulate. Um, and that's something that I'm learning now to do on my own. So more like the preventative tools as opposed to the cure <laughs> um, is trying to prevent myself from actually getting into those states of um, dysregulation. So um, some of the tools that I really find helpful for that um, are um, grounding exercises. So there's the five, four, three, two, one exercise. Uh, and I recommend doing this exercise um, out loud or with somebody, if possible, like going to somebody for support isn't a bad thing, um, but relying on that person for their full support is um, is probably not healthy. Um, I mean, it's not healthy, like to, to want somebody to fix the problem for you isn't healthy, um, but going to somebody and needing a shoulder to cry on is healthy, you know, and, and, and if that person can hold space for you, then that's even better. Um, but the five, four, three, two, one grounding exercise, I remember my sister went through this with me one time. Um, I was having like a, a, 
a very, yeah, a dysregulated emotional state. Um, I was in a, a, a really bad way. This was quite, this was a few years ago now, actually. Um, and we were in the car and she just said to me, what are five things you can see? And so I started naming things that I could see. And, um, and then she said, what are four things you can feel? And I remember saying, pain. <laughs> but what she meant was um, to feel, feel things like, what can you feel? I can feel my feet in my socks. You know, I can feel the hair on the back of my neck. Um, I can feel the, the headrest on the back of my head, you know, like four things that you can feel. So <laughs> pain was one of the things I was feeling at that time, but um, she meant actual tangible things <laughs> that I could touch, feel. Um, then she said, what are three things you can hear? And so I said three things I could hear that I, they were outside of the car, inside of the car. Um, and she said two things you can smell. And by the time she got to the last one, which was taste, um, I could already, I'd already calmed down. And so, yeah, um, look, feel, listen, smell, taste. And, um, and that's something to really bring you back into reality. So um, sometimes taste can even be um, brushing your teeth just to go and actually do something like that, like to go and brush your teeth and taste something and just like be in that moment of the brushing of your teeth to get yourself out of the dysregulation of your emotional state. So that's one of the things that I've found the best, um, the best thing for, for me um, with um, grounding in dis in dysregulated emotional states. Um, yeah, uh, not performing effectively at work or study might be another reason that you need to go to therapy. Um, it's um, not performing at work or in study and not getting the best out of yourself. Like you know that you're not doing the best that you can. Um, I know for me and my business, there's been times where I've felt really um, distracted and really um, distracted and just like off with the fairies like i'm pretty sure that i still don't want to say i'm pretty sure i'm like a little bit undiagnosed adhd um because i do get distracted really easily and um but there are times i have to like i have to bring myself back into the moment and just be present in that moment because um especially with my work i'm being paid for a service and i got to a point where i was like i'm not giving the service that um, that I'm being paid for. I think I mentioned that in my podcast about running a business and, and yeah, and that wasn't, um, that, that just wasn't good. I wasn't showing up the way that I wanted to for my clients and I wasn't present in that moment. I was really distracted by, you know, I need to water the plants and I need to like wash the dishes. And like some of my clients will remember when I was really erratic, um, you know, I was like fully in a mode of like, um, turning pallets into things <laughs> so i would um get all these pallets off the side of the road and i would start making stuff with them like i made pallet couches and i made a pallet like um plant holder and um i made another pallet thing that was like has like a photo board on it and they were all they were all productive things like they all ended up in in places where um you know they were of great use and they looked great um but it wasn't productive to do that <laughs> during my client sessions you know sometimes my clients would turn up and i'd be like do you want to just help me with this for your session today and like that's like so messed up but that's what I was doing. So, um, you know, that was me not performing effectively at work. So, you know, procrastination is, um, is a huge thing that I notice everywhere I go is, is we're all procrastinating doing something and, and, um, 
and, and something for me um, is just like actually being aware and recognizing that I'm procrastinating. So like today I was like, I can't be fucked <laughs> during the podcast. And, um, and I was like, you know what? No, I've like, I've really spent time on preparing and I like knew that I would have time this afternoon to do it. And I just was like, stop procrastinating. Just get on the mic, just start it, do it. You'll be all right. And here I am. So, um, you know, that, that might be something that you need to go to therapy for though, because I haven't become aware of my own procrastination station um, without going to therapy and becoming aware of my emotions and becoming aware of my self-destructive habits as well, you know, and my self-sabotage. So if I am wanting to do a podcast and put information out there and I want to grow my podcast and I want to build on this, like procrastination isn't going to be the way forward. So I just haven't, I haven't come to that awareness on my own um, I've, I've had professional support for that. So, um, yeah, uh, number, uh, three, so changes or disruptions to your sleep or appetite. So if you're going through changes or disruptions to your sleep or appetite, then, um, you know, seeing a therapist might be a good idea as well. So, um, you know, sleep is so important. Um, it is so important. Like I, this weekend, because I was, um, just a bit, yeah, just feeling, my feelings, um, feeling a little bit like sad, um, a little bit, um, I don't know, just a loss. Like I felt a loss. I felt grief. I felt a lot of grief this weekend. Um, and, um, you know, my sleep took a hit because of that. I was waking up a few times during the night. Um, and then, yeah, I just was like, fuck, I need to just go to bed early and, and get some sleep. And I had a really good sleep, uh, on, Saturday night um, and then I like allowed myself to sleep in and I allowed my body to rest. I didn't put any pressure on myself to go and have to get out of bed early or anything like that. I just rested and I and I got myself back into like a sleep routine again um, and, and I made sure, you know, I went to bed and I took magnesium before bed and I um, had a hot sleepy drink, <laughs> hot milky sleepy drink um, and I did that before bed and that was, um, you know, that helped me to get like a really good night's sleep and then I felt really good the next day. So, you know, getting sleep, um, eating the right foods too. I find that when I'm hungry, I'm so much more emotional. Um, like I literally, the other day I was so hungry, but I was like, oh, I'll get food in a minute. I'll do this in a minute. I'll get, you know, I'll order, I'll, I'll go and, you know, I'll make something in a second or I'll order something or whatever. And, um, and then I was trying to do all this other stuff and I kept like putting off eating. And then eventually I was like, I'm so hungry. And I was like a little bit like getting, you know, not a little bit, a lot bit. I was getting really stressed and, um, and I ended up like ordering food and then I got my food. And then like afterwards I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I'd just eaten. Like I wish I'd just prioritized eating um, because I felt so much better. My brain felt better afterwards. So um, yeah, so that disruptions to your sleep or appetite, you know, if you don't have a healthy way of, of managing that, like m multiple nights of um, not getting good sleep and, and multiple days of um, not eating well or you know if you're not eating or you're just eating trash like those things can also disrupt your mental health as well so you know being mindful of that but again um, you know talking to somebody and becoming aware of it so that you can actually go hey I'm actually probably causing a bit of the, the problem at the moment by these um, unhealthy habits that I'm developing so um, yeah struggling to build and maintain relationships uh, number four uh, I think with this one, um, this is still something I'll be working on forever, um, <laughs> forever in a day until I die. Um, you know, I, I have since being in therapy, I have, um, 
I've had relationships and I can see where I've, you know, still chosen um, the same type of partners that I don't want to be involved with. Um, in my using, I chose, um, you know, very emotionally uh, unavailable people um, and that caused me a lot of pain. Um, I had a therapist at that time, which is why I say, you know, do your, do your research. But I had a therapist at that time who called me on a good day and she said, she said, oh, we well, sound really good. She goes, oh, we'll just end it there then. And I was like, oh, okay. And the next day I wasn't good, you know? So, um, that relationship did mess my head up quite a lot. Um, and, but I, I was also not in a good space myself. So I was like choosing somebody who made me feel like shit probably because I felt like shit about myself. Um, you know, and then I, you know, I've had a relationship, um, had another relationship while I was still using and, um, that didn't like last very long. It was a very short lived relationship, but, you know, I was able to, um, you know, disengage and disconnect from it quite quickly emotionally because I was like, okay, well that didn't work. That's okay. Walked away from that. Um, you know, and then I've just had my first clean relationship and also my first breakup as a clean and sober person, um, in recovery. And I say in recovery because my relationship with my ex-husband, when that ended, um, you know, that I was clean, but I had no, none of this, right? Like I had none of this, like the six years of therapy, um, behind me. So my breakup with my ex-husband was really traumatic and um, really dysregulated and really chaotic. And, you know, like I've made my amends to my ex and um, we have a very amicable relationship these days, um, which is really lovely to have that. And I've, I've, you know, I guess like I've cleaned, I've cleaned up that part of my life in, in that I've made my apologies and, and recognize where I was so wrong in a lot of the ways that I handled things. Um, and yeah, that was, you know, like I struggle to build and maintain relationships. Like I, I probably am getting better at building them, maybe not so much at maintaining them. Um, you know, I, I still do have these moments where I put a lot of blame onto myself for things. Um, but I also, you know, I'm also able to continue on with my life without getting completely um, railroaded by a breakup. So, um, you know, that is a huge step for me. Um, anyone who knows me <laughs> prior to me getting married, I think, um, you know, all of my relationships were just really toxic and, um, and now, you know, as much as like the relationship didn't work out. Um, the way that I wanted it to, uh, I'm able to still continue my life and also just know that whatever's going to happen is going to happen and be okay with that, um, you know, and that just because life is a little bit hard some days, it doesn't mean that it's a bad life. Um, you know, again, they're all tools. They're all tools that I've got in, in uh, therapy um, and in recovery, but I'm going to attribute a lot of them to therapy because I do a lot of um, self study um as far as psychology goes and as far as um going to different therapists and trying different therapy types so um number five you've experienced trauma so trauma doesn't have to be that it's a physical abuse trauma um you know trauma can be a car accident it can be the loss of a loved one um it can be um you know being um yeah going through a breakup you know that that could be a trauma um a trauma could also be um, God, a trauma can also be having a child. Whoa. Um, my sister had a baby 
just under a year and a half ago and man like she has had the most traumatic experience um you know and and that's been really difficult um she's you know completely lost her identity as a person becoming a mum, and she's still trying to find that again and and that's something that you know the experience she's been through which i'll talk about on my next episode actually um is yeah like that's a that's a, tra- a trauma that's going through a trauma so if you've experienced a trauma um then it's yeah it's really important to um to look at getting therapy, whether it might be a therapist in general um, through the system, which you can get 10 free sessions um, a year through um, through Medicare. So you can actually get them bulk billed um, 10 sessions a year to a therapist. Um, if you can find a therapist that is a bulk billed therapist that you would like to go and see, then you can actually get your 10 sessions referred to that particular therapist as well. So, um, you know, if, you, if, if, if you've experienced trauma, um, then, then um, you know, I would definitely advise going to speak with a therapist because even if you think that you've dealt with it, a lot of the time it's just sitting in, in wait and it'll come up um, when you least expect it. So, you know, again, like staying in therapy too um, because when you're in a good space, you can actually identify a lot more um, rather than going through a traumatic response or a trigger and then going, oh, I can see why I got triggered. Um, you know, and, and dealing with it after the fact, you can start to look at ways to prevent uh, triggered reactions as well, which I didn't do. I didn't do. I, I openly admit, like, I haven't always been very good at that. Um, and I am learning, you know, I'm learning. So it gets easier, definitely does get easier. Um, but yeah, you can cause yourself a lot of pain um, by not dealing with those things. So yeah. Um, uh, number six is you no longer enjoy activities that you typically did. Um, so if you're not enjoying going to the gym, you're not enjoying going for walks, you're not enjoying being in nature, you're not enjoying seeing your friends, like you're not enjoying cooking or um, not enjoying um, clean, like just keeping your house clean. Like if those are things that you actually enjoy doing, then like if you're not enjoying doing them and they just become this mundane thing in your life, like that could be a sign that you are struggling a little bit emotionally or that um, you're, you know, even hormone changes can do that to us as well. Um, Especially for women like getting older, like our hormones change and, you know, we might just start to lose joy in things. And, um, and that can be a sign that, you know, you might need to be talking to somebody. So um, I know for myself, like when I was um, in my in the pits of my depression, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to cook. I didn't want to clean. I didn't want to go to work. Um, I didn't want to see my friends. I wanted to isolate. Um, I probably just like sat and scrolled for a lot of hours of the day. Um, and then, yeah, it was it was really it was really just yeah lonely space I think um I had no, nothing that like excited me anymore even though there were beautiful things beautiful people in my life you know and when I was in that space if I saw that my friends were doing something I'd be really upset because I'd be like oh like you know I'm like I'm miserable so why would they want me there and um you know just like the 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 things that I would tell myself because I was in a bad way um which is yeah really sad um I was really sad and and I have a lot of things now that I really am excited about in my life um 
you know, I really love being in the kitchen. I love cooking. I love baking. Um, you know, I look after my house. I keep my house clean. I look after B. Um, you know, I make sure that he's washed and fed and looked after um, and and walked as well. Like I lost all joy for like just doing stuff with him. Um, you know, so th- so those things are, yeah, you know, activities that you that you typically enjoy doing. If you if you really are not enjoying doing them anymore, you know, ways that you can combat that sometimes is finding like a new activity. Um, but sometimes it's also looking at what's going on for you um, with regards to your mental health, because that might also be something that, um, yeah, that you are um, that you're needing to talk to somebody about. Um, maybe there's underlying stuff going on there. Um, so. Uh, the next one is you're grieving. Um, if you're grieving, then definitely I would highly recommend um, therapy, even along the same lines as um, experiencing trauma as well. Like I, I recently have been experiencing grief of my grief of my younger self, um, if that makes sense. So um, grief of my younger self. Like I, I, I'm grieving what my the little person that was. Um, and like I, I'm doing a lot of integrative work, uh, which if you want to even look into that integrative somatic therapy, um, you know, I'm doing a lot of that type of therapy to, um, yeah, to sort of bring my younger little self into myself now um, and into my adult life. And just like it's um, it's there's been a lot of like grief there for her because. Um, you know, it was, it was really a hard upbringing for me, um, with regards to like having stability and having, um, you know, consistency in love with being, you know, held when I was sad rather than yelled at, um, and being believed when I, when I said the things that were happening, um, you know, instead of being told that I was imagining things, you know, like I've got a lot of, a lot of things that I have to undo um, because of what that little girl went through. And, and so I'm, I'm grieving that, you know, like, and, and yeah, grief, there's grief for so many things. Like um, the grieving process is, is a really difficult process to go through. And I think, you know, if you can have support during a grief, grieving period, I think that you can come out of that grieving period a lot, um, you know, a lot more, interested in your life like um you know and it doesn't mean that the grief is going to go away it's not going to go away um but it means that you can at least put your head above the water and like just you know get yourself back into a space where you can be loved and you can be um and you can be held and you can have people hold space for you rather than isolating yourself um so yeah grief grief's a huge one um your physical health has taken a hit. If your physical health has taken a hit, um, then, you know, therapy might be something that you need to consider. Um, I know for a lot, a lot of my clients, um, you know, when they come to me, they're like, I'm just feeling really shit and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? Like what's actually going on? And, and you realize that, you know, this, they're, they're, their care for themselves, their self-care um, isn't there, isn't at the top of their list anymore, you know, like they've had all these other things going on, they've been busy, they've got the kids to look after and they stop caring for themselves, um, you know, and self-care doesn't have to be taking yourself for a massage. Self-care, I was just talking to a client this morning, can be like, you know, taking your vitamins in the morning, um, you know, making sure that you're eating, making sure that you get enough water, um, 
you know, brushing your teeth, brushing your hair, um, having that coffee that you love having in the morning, you know, making sure that you do those things. You just take that extra little bit of time for yourself to do those things um, because that's caring for yourself. And, um, you know, like for me, I haven't um, I haven't ever had a, a face facial face cleansing routine um I've never had a a cleansing routine for my face um and I was like um you know as I've been getting older I've been thinking like I really should start looking after my skin and get a skincare routine and I like said it I've probably been saying it for like two years (laughs) and um and recently I went and actually like saw a dermatologist and I was like okay this is what's going on this is what my skin's like like I can't like you know I don't want to have anything that's going to flare it up because it's quite sensitive and da 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 anyway and I was like also I'm I'm not very good at remembering to do things (laughs) every day so I need it to be nice and simple (laughs) so she gave me the simplest uh sensitive skin sensitive um approach that i could get and i have started doing that i've been doing that for like three weeks now and and i'm loving it because it's super simple um but that's something like every day that i'm like i'm actually doing something to take care of the longevity of my skin and it feels really nice to be doing that for myself so um yes it's a little bit expensive but it's also um yeah i think like those those expenses on one end pay off on another because like I'm feeling really good I feel like you know I'm I'm looking after the outside of my body and in turn it makes me want to take care of the inside of my body as well um you know especially with you know you spend this money on like taking care of the outsides what are you going to spend on taking care of the insides and that's where a lot of like for me um going back into therapy I'm like you know whatever it's going to cost for me at this point in time is okay because I'm willing to spend money on my outward appearance. So why would I not be willing to spend money on my inward self? Like my inward self as much as my, like my, what I'm putting into my body, but also taking care of like the soul inside of my body as well. Um, so I'm really focusing on those things. Um, again, (laughs) um, things that have helped me have actually been talking to therapists and getting more tools as well. I really like, um, what one of my therapists said to me, it's like having a toolkit, you know, you don't all like, I've got tools in the garage and like, I don't always need a hammer, but like when I do need a hammer, I go to the toolbox and I've got a hammer, you know, like it's the same with like, um, having tools for combating like your mental health as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's just so, I found it so beneficial, um, to, and I ha- I probably don't even notice like how much I do these things and, and incorporate these tools into my life now. Like some of them are harder to do, um, but some of them are probably, um, I think I just do now without even thinking about it. So, um, yeah, uh, your physical health. Yeah. Um, going to therapy because you want to improve yourself and you don't know where to start. Um, you know, going to therapy to improve yourself like this is the biggest thing that I've learned recently is like why would I not go to therapy when I'm feeling good you know um I really don't know why I fucking stopped um but I thought that I knew better my ego is like yeah you're doing great like it's fine everything's fine you don't have time you're so busy and now I'm like oh like you know being going to therapy when I feel good actually helps me to be better and also helps me to you know if there's any like little underlying things that are going on that I'm not really noticing like start to come to the surface like I've got a um, I've got a person who is um, an outsider and who is a non 
judge, you know, from a non-judgmental perspective um, to give me advice on what they can see. And I think, you know, that's, yeah, being really open is probably something I would say um, if you're going to go to therapy. It's just being open to be told, like, yeah, to be told, being open to be told that I can see this going on in you and, and, and not being defensive of that, like going, okay, yeah, cool, like let's work on that. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, just wanting to improve yourself. And the last one, number 10, um, is if you're using substance or sex to cope. Um, so I will admittedly say that, um, you know, there was a period where after I'd split with my ex-husband that I was um, – Oh, I was probably using sex to cope. Um, I've been with the same, it was my longest relationship and I've been with the same person for, you know, nearly eight years. And, um, and I thought that, yeah, like I was like, I can be promiscuous. <laughs> and then I realized that that's just not who I am. <laughs> um, because I either get like just really grossed out by people or I, um, you know, I was getting traumatized by like, I was on dating apps and stuff and I was getting traumatized. Like people, you know, these guys were like wanting to come and, and have dates, but it wasn't really a date. And they would just like come to like pick me up at my house, but then they'd like pretty much like force their way into my house. Um, you know, I've shared on other podcasts about how like, um, you know, I got slapped so hard on the ass one time because I asked this guy to like, I asked him to leave. I was like, you know, I think you need to go. And he slapped me so hard on the ass, um, that I fell to the ground and, um, and yeah, like I just, you know, I had traumatic experiences come from trying to use sex to cope with what I was really going through, which was the loss of my ex-husband and the loss of that relationship and the loss of, you know, an entire church community that I was a part of. So, you know, I, was lo I lost so much and I'm and dealing with this loss, but I was dealing with it in the wrong way. And, you know, so sex and substance became my way of coping with that. Um, and, um, yeah, it just caused so much more trauma for me. Um, so I would just say, if you're doing that, please go and see somebody because, um, you know, as hard as it is to say, I don't want to have another relationship, like, and as much as there's times for me where I'm like, I, you know, like, I'm sure it'd be nice to go on a date with somebody, but I'm in, in a space at the moment where like, I literally have no, I don't have, I, I'm not fit. <laughs> I'm not fit for a relationship. Um, that's how I've started to look at it, you know, like uh, I'm I'm fit to lift weights and compete. I'm not fit to have a relationship right now <laughs> um, because I'm either going to get really hurt or someone else is going to get really hurt because, um, yeah, I just don't have the emotional capacity or the bandwidth for another person in my life to have to get to know another person and, and, and you know, I'm just not in a space where that's something I, I can even consider. Um, and so I just, when I think that, when I feel those feelings of like, um, it's not even loneliness, like it's cause I'm quite okay with my solitude now. Um, but it's just that, you know, like having that connection, having somebody close to you, having skin on skin contact, it's, it's nice. Um, but I, I don't want to just have that with anyone, you know? So, um, yeah, I think if you if you are using sex or substance to cope with something, um, you know, do reach out, do reach out. There are really helpful organizations that you can talk to as well. Um, yeah, and I just think like, yeah, just try and avoid doing that as much as you can, even though it might feel good in the moment. It's just not, it's probably going to cause you more, more traumas to have to deal with and more shit to have to clean up at the end. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, you're not, 
I don't know, like healing for me is just so crucial at this time in my life that I can heal from a relationship before I jump into the next one. Um, so yeah, that's something I guess, uh, yeah, that, you know, if you are doing that, then that's something maybe you need to consider going to therapy for. Um, yeah, so those are the 10. Those are probably the biggest 10. I think I've elaborated pretty well on those. Um, uh, and I would say that, um, you know, one of the biggest questions, that, one of the biggest questions, defenses that I get a lot from people when it comes to therapists is, you know, say, like, are you seeing anybody about this? Are you talking to anybody about this thing that's going on for you? Um, and they'll be like, oh, I tried to talk to somebody and I had one session and I didn't like it. And, uh, and uh, you know, and, that, and like, that's fine. Um, but then like, what are you going to do about that? You know, like, so ask around, <laughs> like ask around, you know, and, and know, like be really clear about what you want in a therapist, you know, and then do your research, like go online, look for multiple recommendations that align with what you're looking to get out of a therapist, um, you know, and you're allowed to go in and be like, yeah, this isn't for me. This therapist isn't, I don't feel like this is going to work. Like I, you know, um, you're allowed to say no, like you're allowed to say, yeah, this doesn't work for me. I need somebody different. Like, let's try someone else, you know? And, and yes, try someone else. Like, it's okay. Like, or do an interview. Like you could even call up and be like, I'd just like to do a quick like interview with you and see if you're actually the right you know, the right fit for me. Like you don't have to just say yes to the first thing that comes along. Um, so like be clear about what you want and yeah, look around, look online. Um, I am currently doing, um, somatic healing. Um, it's a start like a self healing therapy, um, with a company called undoing you. And, um, I'm, I'm loving that, you know, it's, it's really fucking intense. Um, but it's for me, like, it's like, I want to go like deep into this. I want to go deep. I want to go deep into the stuff that's plaguing me, <laughs> um, you know, and causing me pain, like causing me to sabotage good things in my life. Um, you know, causing me to have this anxious, uh, attachment style and, you know, the things that I can take responsibility for, like, I want to take responsibility for those things. And, and I'm, I'm, I want to go deep. So I'm going deep into like stored memories, um, from like memories that I, that I haven't been able to shake or that I actually can't remember. There's, there's things blockages in my brain where I don't have memories and, um, and I'm going into some of those memories and bringing them up. And it's really, pretty um intense like the first uh somatic therapy session that i had um i woke up the next day and vomited the entire next day um so i hope you know if you do do it (laughs) i hope that doesn't happen for you but it's not uncommon um it's not uncommon once you unearth some of this like stuff that's been you know laying dormant for a long time or that's just been um plaguing you for a long time that that actually like comes out in a in a toxic release out of your body so that was mine i had a full bodily reaction to the therapy um and i wasn't sick i didn't feel sick i just vomited all day like that was it and then when I finished, I was fine. And I was like, okay. And then I went and got my palm tattooed. So, um, <laughs> you know, maybe I'm a psycho. Maybe I just felt like I'd got rid of, it was like an exorcism. It was like, I just, all this stuff. And then I was like, oh my God. Okay. And I'm okay now. And it was good. Like it was a good day, uh, in the end. So yeah, you know, that's something that I've like spent time on researching and looking into. And, and, and I'm a, I have a spiritual belief 
and a spiritual foundation in my life. So doing a therapy like that or like Reiki or anything like that isn't, isn't kooky to me anymore. Um, there that's whatever works, works, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I'm doing that at the moment. Um, I would seriously recommend it to anybody who needs different tools to cope. Um, you know, it helps to change your brain's pathways. It helps to change your reaction times to things, um, you know, so that you don't have to like carry all the shit around with you. Like if you react angrily to somebody and then, you know, like you then have to go and apologize and then you've got to, um, clean up the mess that you've made. And like, so if you can like prolong or, or just like sit with a feeling rather than reacting, you know, you don't have to then clean up all this mess afterwards. So, um, you know, I think like the brain is so malleable and the research that I've done in, into the brain is, is so incredible that like, you know, we can actually change brain pathways. So like, it's just a matter of actually doing it. And, and I, I think that like, again, if you, you know, compare it to like fitness and training your muscles, like you're not going to just get strong overnight. Um, it's the repetitiveness of like doing the exercise that makes you strong. So the repetitiveness of doing these tools and implementing these tools and, and, and training your brain into these new pathways is what's going to get your brain stronger. So, um, I really feel like that is where I, like, my brain is so so different to what it was six years ago um and yes while i still have trauma traumas and triggers and things underneath all this stuff that i've learned um you know i my my brain as far as like a functioning human being in everyday society is um i guess yeah it's a lot more it's some it's something that i actually like have gratitude for and i i have respect for my therapists and the way that they've helped me to change my brain pathways and my reactions to things. So, you know, um, if you want to be better in this world, like be better, learn from people who, who know this information, like, um, yeah, don't, don't think that you're just going to like do it yourself, um, without the tools, like you can do it with yourself, but like research it, you know, go online, look for information, um, look into, you know, authors and podcasters that are interviewing, you know, some of these amazing doctors and psychologists, um, and, and see if you can get something out of it. You know, for me, I have always been, um, oh no, actually I won't say I've always been since getting into therapy, <laughs> I have been, and that is not a lie. Um, since getting into therapy, I've been so much more interested in psychiatry and, um, and the brain and, and human, you know, human anatomy and all that sort of stuff, just human, human psyche, human anatomy, like why we respond the way that we respond, why bodily reactions to things are the way that they are. And like, I, I'm so fascinated by it. Um, but I will like, when I'm struggling with something, like if I have to listen to a hundred videos, a hundred podcasts, um, read a hundred articles, I will to find that one bit of gold. And I will, I, I know that like, if I stop, learning then i'll miss that gold <laughs> i'll miss that bit of gold in that one podcast that i didn't listen to because i gave up listening so um if that's helpful i hope it has been um i i've actually really enjoyed doing this and i feel so much better after i just couldn't be fucked at the start so um yeah i really hope that you've enjoyed this podcast and um i hope to see you guys back here next time um for the next episode um my, I'm going to actually ask my sister, um, if she will come onto this podcast with me. Um, so yeah, I want to talk a little bit about, um, yeah, post 
yeah, post, um, what would I say? Postpartum? Is it postpartum? Postpartum depression? Um, yeah, so I'm going to talk to her about, I want to talk to her about that. So I'll see if she'll be able to come on and, and have a chat with me and just tell me about her experience because it's pretty wild and I'm sure a lot of people out there have been through it and, um, yeah, didn't have a, a place to go where they could feel safe to talk about it and, and um, I want to give my sister a platform to talk about her experience. So, um, yeah, she'll be on here with me next time and um, I hope you guys join us for that episode and, yeah, thank you for being here with me today.